This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. As more and more vaccines are rolled out, there is a question of how do you make sure that people, more specifically those that work in healthcare or long-term care facilities, take the vaccines? And since there are several groups of people who think differently about vaccines, how do you have somewhat of a multi-layered approach to cover as many people as possible. New research tackling these questions specifically. Sigal Barce is a management professor at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. She was co-chair of putting together a team of behavioral scientists that take a look at these issues. Sigal, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Um, Thank you. I'm very excited to speak with you about this incredibly important issue. So tell us exactly what you were, what you looked at, and specifically the importance uh, of looking at this in the realm of long-term care workers. Yeah. So what what happened was that um, I was um, I had seen the reports of long-term yeah. care employees with you know the uptake rate of the vaccine being you know relatively very low at around thirty-seven percent. And I was in a conversation with a co-author and colleague in front of mine, uh, Dr. Lee Fleischer, who is the chief medical officer for CMS and the Center for Clinical Standards and Quality. And so, and he and I were speaking about this, and and um, you know, he was mentioning this as well. And as I spoke with him, I, you know, he's also actually on leave now from Penn in the Department of Anesthesiology, and I said, you know. We can do something about this. And so, um, and long-term care is particularly important. I mean, if you think about what's been happening in these facilities since COVID began and the inability to open up and the safety for the residents, but, you know, also for the employees. And so what I did together with um, Dr. Angela Duckworth here at, uh, at Penn and Dr. Jenny Chapman at Berkeley, we put together this kind of superstar behavioral science task force. Um, literally looking at, okay, what can we do? What do we know from the science that can make things practically better? And this is one of the most exciting things about this is that we have an eminently practical report Mm -hmm. based, though, on a combination of the most recent science, um, which uh, Dr. Lindsay Danani and Berkeley Friends of Ohio University put together this amazing part of the report, but also every single person brought in three specific suggestions. So anybody who gets this report, which, by the way, we can send out, it's on my website, we can send it out, has literal practical science-based suggestions about how to get the uptake higher. So in terms of looking at the workers of long-term care facilities, you kind of group them into a couple of different groups uh, to kind of understand their reactions, correct? Yes, and because, you know, so often people have been speaking about, like, the people who accepted it and those who, who haven't, and, and what we did is we actually divided them, we created a model of five sets of people. There are the vaccine acceptors, and that at the time were the 37.5% who had already taken the vaccine, and then, of course, there are the vaccine refusers on the right, and those numbers have actually stayed pretty steady, and one of the things in our model is don't focus too much on that group. The group that you really want to focus on is what we call the movable middle. And these are three sets of people, 
some are closer to being acceptors. And then for them, we focused on make it easy, you know, make it, make it easy for them to make appointments, make it easy for them to get off work, you know, so that they can actually do this. Then there's the group in the middle, which are those who need influence and boosting of their motivation. And that's more of a motivational obstacle. And then there's the group that's a little bit closer to the refusers who are very worried about trust in the vaccine. And those that we focus on trust and safety obstacles. And one of the most important things about this model is that it's an additive model. And what I mean by that is that the more concern people have about the vaccine, the more you layer on these things. You need to make it easy. You need to influence and boost motivation. And you need to make it clear that the vaccines are safe. Um, You know, the closer you get to the detractors. So then that builds on something you you mentioned in this, is that the importance of building trust is obviously a key component here. Absolutely. And, you know, what was really interesting about this report is that we had lots of different people from different domains. So we had people from my field of organizational behavior. We had people from, you know, communications. We had people from healthcare and the trust piece is particularly interesting because there are two types of trust. You need trust in the institutions, meaning is the vaccine safe? Mm-hmm. You know, and and our 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 uh, task force members talked about the messaging on that. For example, Neil Lewis from Cornell pointed out that you know there was one story, and then suddenly you know it's like oh no, it's the vaccine's ready, and it's you know it's very justifiable for people to think, well, wait a minute. How did that happen? And so you need to really be explaining that well. But from an organizational behavior perspective, you know, what my colleagues and I, including Jennifer Chapman, uh, one of the co-chairs focused on was how much trust is there between the employee and the long-term care facility? Right. Right. Because if they don't, if they don't trust their employer, then they're going to be even less likely or, or their supervisor, they're going to be less likely to take their vaccine, but also the opposite. If you can build that trust, then they're going to be more likely to take the vaccine. So can you see an element, or did you see an element in looking at this, where, say, elements of the movable middle or, or even the people that were the adopters, the early adopters, yes. could have an influence on the detractors? Well, so again, you know, it's funny, the, the committee... The committee's view was that the first step has to be getting this movable middle and that the biggest thing to do with the detractors, the ones who are really, really not budging right now, is to just try to have mitigate the harm they're doing. But having said that, you know, I think there, there were some new numbers that just came out that showed that at least for the movable middle, that um, there was a Kaiser Family Foundation poll that showed that more people are saying they're willing, you know, they want the vaccine. And one of our committee members, Bob Cialdini, talked about um, trend lines. And that, you know, we know trend lines are so important for social influence for lots of other things like, like water conservation and less eating, less sugar and things like that. People pay attention to what other people are doing. So focusing on trend lines and saying, hey, look, more people are doing this. But the other thing also that is kind of interesting are these things called convert communicators. And 
those are people who said, hey, I didn't want to do this. Right. But then I realized, actually, it was worth it. And again, this is actually a suggestion from Bob Cialdini that very powerful in getting people to change their minds. And in fact, um, uh, CMS has already started using, actually, some of this. And they actually found convert communicators and, you know, videotaped them and, you know, sort of have practically taken some of these suggestions. Sure. Let me let me ask you quickly. We got about two minutes left. Um, sure. Can you you know take this information and could it you know be rolled over into looking at how other companies may very well be dealing with this issue uh, of whether yeah. or not to give their employees vaccines or how they approach that that, that concept? Yes, we really believe so. I mean, we thought the most valuable thing about doing this was focusing on long-term care so we could be very precise, and that was the problem that we were trying to solve. But the research report and these suggestions absolutely, we, we think, have a broader generalizability to populations like those in long-term care, but even just psychologically broader. And our hope is that this this report, which is completely for public distribution, gets into the hands of not only long-term care facilities, not only the government, which, by the way, it has. So so it's wonderful. It's been distributed all through CMS and HHS and CDC, right. but also to long, we're hoping not only to long-term care facilities, but to organizations around the country and around the world as a wonderful repository of ideas that could matter for everyone um, across industries. And for people that would like to be able to check out the report, the website is? Um, all they need to do is actually go to my website. It's right at the top, and it says COVID-19 Vaccination Uptake Behavioral Science Task Force, and they just have to click, and they can download it. All right, great. Thank you, Sigal. All the best to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Sigal Barsade, who is a professor at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.